This is Jamie Dyer welcoming you to another edition of The Quocast. And I'm joined by Dan, who attended uh, the 2023 McVention at Glasgow, um, seemingly the last one. Um, just as a general thing, before we get dive a little bit deeper, um, what was your kind of thoughts on the weekend? It, it was absolutely awesome. Um, it was so well put together. Um, Jay Fitzpatrick, um, it was like a Herculean task. No, no pun intended necessarily with one of the bands there. But he, boy, must have spent hours and hours on it. And it was just so well um, stitched together. Everything about it was, it just hung brilliantly. Um, from the set list of the bands, he had clearly sort of had a hand in and vetted. There was so, so much variety that we got there with the bands. Um, he also played with most of them um, in various roles. And we also got some bands that I, I'd never seen before, but had been really waiting to for some time. So it was just a very, very enjoyable weekend. The, the venue was great. The staff there, it was just very well coordinated and uh, worked very well. Well, I'm really sad to have missed it. Um, I couldn't make it this time. But they say it's it's the last one. I mean, Jay did put a lot of work into this. I know this even from, you know, behind the scenes, hundreds of miles away. It was clear to see that there was so much um, work put into this weekend. Mm. I, I, I really hope it isn't the last one. It was the first one that I went to um, up there, but it, was, it wasn't because it was the last one. Um, I just saw the lineup and thought, oh, this is too good to miss, really. So sorry you couldn't make it, but uh, there are about a thousand or so fans who, who had a very, very enjoyable weekend. And so, yeah, so I gather. Um, so who opened the event? Was that Heavy Traffic? Um, no, they headlined that day. Yeah. Um, it, Quo No UK, right. um, who kicked it all off. And they were at the last Minehead um, uh, event. And um, very enjoyable set from them. Um, as I say, all these sets, we got such a variety. I can give you a run through if you want. I did note them down. Okay. Uh, they open with Oh Baby. Um, then Is There a Better Way? Railroad. Don't Think It Matters. Um, and then something I wasn't expecting, Beginning of the End. Um, Mad About the Boy. Brilliant song live. And then this was a real surprise. I don't think I'd ever heard it performed live by anyone before, but they did You Were Just What I Was Looking For Today, uh, which I think was on Spare Parts. Yeah. Um, Blue-Eyed Lady, High Flyer. Now, that live was really, really good. Um, I don't think I'd heard that one before. Um, and then the drummer did a full rendition of the live album drum solo, and I, I thought it was note perfect. Uh, and then they ended on Someone's Learning. Which, of course, was um, a highlight from their Minehead set. Mm. Yes, that one's on the DVD, I think. Yeah, uh, it's worth noting as well, um, as you've noted on your notes, that they had a guest guitarist, um, which was Adam Beer, I believe, for uh, Blue-Eyed Lady. Well, I haven't... Um heard of andy before is he in another tribute i don't think so 
Um, I think he's just kind of around, you know, there's a number of musicians, aren't there, that are just kind of around, not necessarily in any bands, um, mm. myself included. <laughs> yeah, I put myself in that bag as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, it was Status No, um, a band I hadn't seen before. Um, that I'm not sure where they're from. Don't really know the background from them. But, um, yeah, again, another diverse set from them. Uh, opening with Mean Girl, uh, going into Paper Plane. They did The Oriental. Um, and then uh, they, they purposely mentioned they were really looking for some deep cuts as a, a request from Jay. And they actually played Lonesome Road uh, from Rick's Over and Out album. Yeah. Um, they did Dear John, Spinning Wheel Blues. Liberty Lane, A Reason for Living, Cut Me Some Slack. Then they did No Return, which was the it was the second half of the double A side from uh, Lockdown from JCQ. Yeah. Um, then they did Down the Dust Pipe um, and the Anniversary Waltz and finished with Big Fat Mama. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that was one of the most diverse sets I think I've ever seen any quo tribute or style band uh, attempt really well i think it's very unusual for a band to go into solo careers um especially mm. you know jcq yeah yeah and it, it was great i mean it was the perfect audience for it you know everyone was up for that and hearing something a bit different i mean if everyone had come on doing caroline or, or whatever you want or one of the other the biggies it, it would have been a bit dull by the end of it. But um, to hear stuff tackled like that, it was brilliant. I can well imagine, because that, that's what those events are about, hearing those those deep cuts. And um, you, you'll get there eventually, I, I think, when, when we come to talk about the other bands. But I don't think Rocking All Over the World was played or weekend, was it? Yeah, it, it wasn't, which I didn't exactly mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it a few times by now. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole weekend was um, compared um, by Jackie Linton, um, which was great. I mean, his sense of humour it, it tickles most, <laughs> to be honest. And um, yeah, he 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 sort of introduced pretty much every band in the style of the, the Quo's live album. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, given where the event was taking place, I mean, it, it fits perfectly, doesn't it? Absolutely, yes. So the, the, that was the first day, which then headliners were Heavy Traffic, um, which played then a couple of times at Minehead, uh, opening and closing that event. And I, I, I said then that over the course of that weekend, I thought they'd really matured as a band, because that second set that they did closing the event was totally unplanned. It, it was, I'd say, unrehearsed in that they weren't anticipating they would be doing that. Yeah. Um, but they they are really really polished uh, outfit, and um, that their set that they've always gone for that sort of mid noughties kind of almost using the just doing it set as a, a bit of a template. Um, so they open with Caroline, um, something about you, baby, I like, uh, break the rules, 
Then they tackled Thinking of You, um, which went down brilliantly. But then a real surprise, uh, again, uh, one I just never thought I'd hear live. They performed Perfect Remedy and it went down an absolute storm. There was no one sort of groaning or moaning uh, about it. It was just you know, a good live rocking song that uh, everyone there enjoyed. They then did Bella Vista Man, The Party Ain't Over Yet, Hold You Back, uh, The Mystery Medley, ending with Big Fat Mama, um, Dirty Water, Slow Train. Then they did Cadillac Ranch. So you know, an ob- obscure number there. They did Down Down. That had a snippet of Come Rock With Me um, rocking on in it, I'm sure. Uh, that actually here um, on my notes, they they did do whatever you want and rock you all over the world. So that was the only sort of airing for those, I think. Uh, then Burning, uh, Junius Wailing, then Burning Bridges, um, Rock and Roll Music, Bye Bye Johnny, and um, John Coughlin uh, joined them playing tambourine at the end there. Wow. I mean, like you say, an eclectic list and perfect remedy is one that the band actually performed themselves at some point so um it's certainly not as obscure as it could be yes yeah i have heard that version but um it was just such a out of the bag kind of i was not expecting that kind of moment uh, just a very pleasant surprise that's true um i know from having seen heavy traffic twice as you say at Minehead, um, I see that one man band is missing from this particular set list. And I do wonder whether that was because that song in particular is quite hard to sing. Quite possibly, or, or just filling in the other obscure ones for them. I, I don't think I'd seen them do Slow Train before, um, but definitely not Cadillac Ranch. No, that, that one uh, that one is um, fairly, I don't think I've ever heard of any Quo band tackling that one no <laughs> so that rounded off the first day and um talking because it was a really good atmosphere in between the bands there's some good music going on then and there are also um uh, some good sort of messages and anecdotes put up uh, little quips from quo over the years um little messages like hello all right and um blonde curly are not unlike one of the marx brothers mm-hmm. one of the all that sort of stuff, and uh, just to keep the thing going. But I'm talking with a number of people throughout that I've met at these events over the years. I did um, find out through one of them where the Glasgow Apollo actually was, and I thought, well, it'd been about 20 years since I was in Glasgow, and I didn't have a look then, but I thought, you know what, if I've got some spare time on the Saturday morning, I'll go and have a look, and found out it was about five minutes' walk from my hotel. Wow. So, um, unfortunately, it's a rather ugly cinema now, <laughs> very modern. With my ears ringing from the night before, it was it was pretty cool to sort of wander around there and think, God, this, this might be an echo <laughs> of the live album. Um, and then, because uh, I had time to, to kill, um, I actually looked up, because I remembered that Rick got his famous white Telecaster from Glasgow. And... Um, managed to track down the place it, it's no longer a music store unfortunately it closed down about 20 years ago but it's literally within two minutes walk of the glasgow apollo and it was a really cool sort of thing to sort of piece together like quo in glasgow <laughs> yes i i remember seeing the the pictures 
that you posted and yeah the history that was within reach of you um must have been incredible especially after having been you know um at the event uh, so what happened the next day well first up was hercules um who i, I know you're you're a fan of this band and i've been for years but yeah. i never had the opportunity to see them they are one of those bands that write in the quo style um they didn't actually play any quo covers uh, at all during their set so it's all their own material and it is played so well uh, on on the albums as well as live that they're just a very decent rock boogie kind of band to go and see they pulled off something brilliant there that it was yes it's kind of the audience that would appreciate that music anyway but i'm sure probably over 50 percent wouldn't have heard the material before no. and by the end of it everyone was thoroughly enjoying it and you know the atmosphere was great so i really really hope they come back to the uk soon did you have a particular highlight from that set um anything that you'd heard on the albums like myself and thought hmm i you know this really really works live really like that yes um I'm a huge fan of the License to Rock album, and in particular, Stop Messing My Heart Around. Yeah. Uh, closing track on that went very well, but there are so many in this list that I've got here. So Lover's Block, that closes um, the latest one uh, on the radar. And Where, that's the one that opens that album. Uh, it's a very brief, succinct that uh, little rocky number, and that just went down very well, as well as a couple of new ones. So Bite Size Blues was a release last year. So I was really hoping that um, there might be a new album on the, the merchandise stand, but unfortunately not. But we were told that um, they, they are still working on it and it will be out soon. Well, um, you know, good things come to those who wait. <laughs> and uh, I, I look forward to hearing that album as well. Um, I do hope that they come to the UK because I'd like to see them, you know, mm. and I, I think they, they certainly do have a fan base um, in the Quo community in, in this country, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's, um, uh, we, we've spoken about this before, about this, this really um, rich theme of sort of Quo-esque or Quo tribute bands from, uh, from sort of Scandinavia, uh, all, all that sort of part of the world, really. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's all good, solid stuff. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, so the next band was State of Quo. Yes. Um, during their last tour that they're mm -hmm. doing right now. Um, I, I know what you're going to say. Jay filled in on, on drums, as Ian told me in a previous episode. Um, but what did you make of the set? Um, really good and, um, yeah, I, I listened to that interview as well, which was after um, this set was played and totally appreciate where Ian's coming from, that it must be quite grueling doing all this. But the, the effort that they put in and it really is really well put across um, to the audience. We, you know, Starting with Railroad, they went into Little Lady most of the time. We then got Who Asked You, um, which I think I'd heard them play before, but it was probably the first time I heard it live. They played the full version of Mystery Song, Rain, Pictures of Matchstick Men. That was a surprise from them. Um, a version of 4,500 times, which um, 
probably um, I, I thought was a bit of a blend of the NEC 82 um, to Milton Keynes 84 sort of arrangement, which really, really went down very well, as you can imagine. And then they finished with Softer Ride. I mean, again, what a what a blend of of um, sort of seventy six, late sixties, and seventies stuff. Yes, yeah, very good. And yeah, I, I can't imagine they might have had that much time to rehearse with Jay on drums, but it was a really, really solid set. They're all brilliant musicians, and uh, be interesting to watch what what all the members end up doing. Definitely, we'll certainly at the Quocast be keeping an eye on that. So the next band on the bill was, um, what, Baz Barry Spare Parts? Yes, yeah, it was. So uh, I've seen um, this band then a, a few times now, and that they they really do, it's, it, I'd describe as the connoisseur quo collection, really. It, it's very sort of deep cuts, and um, yeah, done very, very well indeed. So they, they opened with Daughter, um, I can never pronounce it right. I'm light tongue. <laughs> uh, Night ride. I saw the light. What to do? In my chair, which John Coughlin guested on. Then they went into April, Spring, Summer, and Wednesdays again with John Coughlin on drums. Technicolor dreams. Little miss nothing. When my mind is not live. Spicks and specks. Unspoken words. Lonely man. Something's going on in my head. And uh, Joachim um, joined them for that. Oh, baby, don't waste my time. Roll over, lay down and Roadhouse Blues. Baz Barry did that thing that he did at Minehead, where he dedicated songs to people. He's just such a genuine individual. Probably hate me saying that, but um, he, he really, really cares. But he's such a natural, sincere entertainer that when he, he does all this, he'll suddenly almost catch himself and say, oh, by the way, yeah, I, although I'm dedicating this song to so-and-so, if it you know, has a rude lyric or says, I want to kill your mum or something like that, that's not what I mean. It's, you know, <laughs> it's just the fact it's a song that I like, it's groovy, I, I want to dedicate it to, to someone. Throughout the whole thing, it, he, especially with um, John Coughlin, he just... You know, kept on coming, reminiscing throughout the set of the time that he spent playing with him. And, um, yeah, it was just very heartfelt, really, really enjoyable. And how did it feel seeing John on those two songs? You, you can just tell there's no one quite like him, uh, particularly on April, Spring, Summer and Wednesdays, that when he plays it, it to me, it doesn't sound like anyone else, how they play it. It's, um, yeah, a unique style, I think. And did, did you see his Q&A from that weekend? Uh, yes, um, hosted by Jackie. Um, absolutely hilarious. Um, they, they, as a double act, went down very well because John... Um, can be a bit dry or almost short to me. I'm not I'm not saying that he uh, isn't engaging, but but Jackie with his quips in between and little anecdotes, it was really fun and enjoyable. Yeah. Yes, and and also with John's book uh, Spud having come out soon. Uh, you know, he was uh, selling copies of that. I saw loads of 
people walking around uh, with a copy of that. <laughs> One under each arm, yeah, like, like yeah. The, uh, the old vinyl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, the next band on the bill would have been Ian Hill uh, mm-hmm. doing Keep On Rockin' On for the first time. And again, he told me about his experience of doing that, which you can hear in a previous episode um what did you make of the um debut airing of this long-awaited thing uh i i think i was one of those people asking for him to do this for years because it's a really enjoyable album that i think any quo fan uh would like and i'm very jealous that he on it sort of acts like a bit of a musical magpie and he can just pick bits here and there that you can tell, yeah, that's his sort of take on this or that, that he stitched together. And also you can tell, oh, right, if Quo were doing that, that would be Rossi singing that, or that would be Parfit. Um, and it, it's, it didn't, didn't disappoint at all. He, um, I could tell he really, really enjoyed um, when we were getting into it. And then we were doing the spontaneous sort of Quo chant back at certain parts. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really, really good. And uh, I, I hope we see and hear more from him. Do you think there was a track where the crowd reacted more than perhaps some one of the others? Um, I think it was... Just looking through the list. I think it was You Never Change. That was the one where there was a lot of chanting going on. And um, to start with in the set, there were a couple of sound issues. I know it was annoying Ian and it really didn't sort of detrimentally affect the whole thing. Um, you know, it didn't detract from it for me at all. But by that point, it was like the audience was almost trying to, you know, pick the mood up a bit. And they did. And um yeah, it was it was really good. How many do you think knew the material? Well, Ian made a comment in your uh, catch up with him that he didn't sell many copies, and that's probably because you know, most people had one already. Um, it wasn't a case of it was a bad performance; no one bought it. That's for sure. I just like the way that I went in expecting almost the album to be played back. But it wasn't. They'd given it some thought as to rights. So these six or seven or eight will be the, the, the main ones. But there was one track on there that he introduced as a new-ish song um, that he dusted off. He, he originally wrote it in about 1981. He said that's going to be on the upcoming album. That one's called Lonely No More. So there was definite thought put together in it. So um, how many times is one that on the album closes and it's a brilliant sort of mystery song backwater build up bit goes into 4,500 times sort of territory. And I thought that was going to close it, but he actually ended on a song called precious that I know is a very sort of sincere one uh, from me. And, and um, the, the whole audience just repeating the chorus was really, really good. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I've seen the video clips that have come out um, of those. And I have to say, I was watching how many times and there's like that that um, almost like jingle type thing in the in the middle, isn't there? That, that sort yeah. of jig. And yeah. when that went in, I think it was at that moment I was like, I could feel... <laughs> um what it was like to be there you know um yeah. and 
yeah, I, that that track and that album has so many memories tied to it for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, even I, I think the fact that even if I can watch a video hundred hundreds <laughs> of miles away and still get the feeling like I was there, even though I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. um, that's you know, I think that's job done. Yeah, I mean, most of it seemed to be filmed, or there was at least for people in the, at the back, you could see it on a video screen. Yeah. I I really hope there is some more footage put out of it um, than you know just off people's iPhones because <laughs> I, I hope so. It, but um, yeah, it was that the sound you know despite a you know, couple of issues on the inset at the start throughout the whole weekend was was really spot on. Well, I can't wait to hear uh, what else comes from him and if that video footage comes to light which i'm sure it will at some point um so the next band was predator yes so baz barry back on so the same band as spare parts but sort of swapped out with jay um there was Chaz who ca- came in on guitar and again over the years i've seen predator in their different guises and um they're, they're just such a solid band so jack who I understand his Baz's son on drums is he's so solid it's it's brilliant and Steve uh, Jones on bass in my humble opinion is one of the best bassists out there it it just seems that he's such a gifted bass player and I'm very very jealous as I can't get near that standard of playing um and then Baz with his whole sort of stage presence sounds a bit grand but um yeah just the the whole vibe um was really good so they started on shy fly um then did a predator number over the top when my girl another predator one actually hang on the (laughs) these are mainly predator ones but shy fly obviously from quo so over the top when my girl in your garden she said she said Wednesday evening, which is a jam. They tackled Someone's Learning, um, Take a Walk. Uh, then this was obscure. They did a cover of Hey Joe uh, by Jimi Hendrix. Um, obviously, the link with Matchstick Men there. Yeah. Where everyone knows the story. Um, is It Really Me? Gotta Go Home. All the Best in the Morning. Seen You Here and Need Your Love. So seeing you here, Need Your Love, I know they tend to close the sets with those because they're really sort of upbeat numbers. Um, But sort of the deep cuts. I don't think there is another band out there that does Is It Really Me and Gotta Go Home as well because it's kind of an obscure sort of counting in certain places and it just is brilliant. (laughs) Well, a lot of their original tracks kind of have that same vibe don't they just kind of keeping on a groove yes um i'd probably when you said that i I think in your garden straight off just has that sort of really good as you say vibe to it yeah along with um need your love i think as well and uh seeing you here um yeah i mean this set list i mean I, i was obsessed with predator as a teenager when i first discovered them uh so i can imagine it was loud and in your face it, yeah it it was good and and Chaz um plays quite a sort of different style of guitar um to to jay um so in comparing with spare parts it, it did 
sound different it wasn't you know more of the same um so yeah a, a fair addition to have um yeah on the lineup really excellent well the um headliner for that day was status quotes yes who i had seen at minehead the time before last and they they released a dvd so i i knew to have high expectations because um they really do put in the hours on i'm sure working out all the arrangements for the songs and they really do the the most broad spectrum in terms of um, a quo set ever i think there are so many here that they are the deep cuts uh, i'm sure when they are not at events such as this and it's a more typical tribute band kind of thing they would put in the hits but they they really took the time to put something together for us so i mean they opened with take me away um went into can't give you more a reason for living she don't fool me claudie roll over lay down name of the game don't think it matters high flyer over and done accident prone is there a better way mad about the boy ring of change that's a fact come rock with me rocking on who asked you hold you back night ride down down don't waste my time and 4500 times and then with a uh, an encore with caroline that just about anyone who could grab hold of a guitar ended up on stage at that point but yeah it really was quite something just out of that set set list it, take me away i'd never heard live before i don't think likewise with she don't fool me and name of the game that's mark my boy's favorite quo song you know i, I rushed to get mark my camera phone uh, at that point let's see when else come rock with me accident prone as well um just just genius over and done i've tried to play that over the years it's a very it's an unusual perfect tuning and yes. You close your eyes and you just feel as if, wow, this is as if I was standing in the recording studio with, quote, knocking this out. It was just, you know, electric. And the, the attention to detail, like you say. Mm, yes. Yeah. Things where um, a lot of those tracks on the albums are a bit keyboard heavy, uh, like Name of the Game. But you didn't miss those parts it was very strange because you listen to it, you think this is so authentic, authenticity, um, authentic, sorry. <laughs> um, but it's, it played so well, so polished and comes over so well. Um, I'm very, very jealous. <laughs> Good. Wish I could play like that. I mean, just looking down here, you know, um, I know that status quotes are highly regarded and they went down extremely well at, mine head a couple of times ago and they was this very similar to that set or you say take me away perhaps wasn't played then were there any other changes that you could that kind of sprung to mind um there are plenty on here that that weren't there um that i can't remember i'd have to go and check to be honest but i mean yeah take me away i don't recall that being there or she don't fool me name of the game definitely wasn't um i think don't think it matters uh, was but again that's such a deep cut that 
yeah, I haven't heard that often at all. Well, <laughs> I was listening in the car on the way to work, but <laughs> I haven't heard other bands tackle it. Uh, High Flyers, so that was the second outing that weekend for it, which I didn't object to because it's a great song to hear live. And it's one over the years, for, well, four years it passed me by because the way that the first CD editions came out, there was that back-to-back series. Yeah. And so the Whatever You Want album uh had uh, a track missing uh, as with whatever you want and so it was missing the wild ones uh off just supposing so i'm getting all my albums mixed up here and then whatever you want it was missing high flyer so i didn't hear that until you know probably 10 years of being quite into quo um so it's one that sort of passed me by for years but um i absolutely adore now it's a really really good song Oh, lyrically, I think it's it's great. Um, I you know I'm constantly quoting lyrics from that. Um, yeah. it's it's one of their best from that period, I think. So when you look over the weekend, is it kind of everything blends together for you, or do you have any kind of highlights? I see them as sort of distinct days. Still, I know over time it'll probably blend together, but it was just a combination of. Great bands, great set lists that clearly the bands had taken the time over. Jay with all his immense amount of organisation that was just incredible. And um, I think something like £12,000 was raised for charity. So there was still, we haven't talked about, there was charity auctions um, and uh, there were collections uh, here and there on sort of the bars and what have you. Um, Oh, I should tell you this. Um, this this was one of Baz Barry's sort of dedications. This will stick with me. I thought it's an absolute classic. He said, um, so everyone's enjoying themselves. Everyone's like, yeah. And uh, he said, um, right, we should thank the bar staff. And everyone's like, yeah. And he said, no, no, no. We really need to thank the bar staff. Just imagine they've put up with three days of this. They might effing hate Quo. <laughs> <laughs> at which point uh, they got one of the biggest cheers <laughs> but yeah that was that was a good moment but catching up with so many people as well who i've met in the, the quo community over the years and uh, it was also uh, announced that a couple of other um quo convention type things will be happening next year and the year after yeah uh, which was welcome news you know, against that this was apparently the last one in, in Scotland. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was one happy punter. <laughs> Will you be going to um, either of these new ones that have come about? Uh, if I get my hall pass from my family, then yes, uh, <laughs> I, I definitely will be. Well, um, like I say, we, we shall endeavour to update on that. Thank you. Dan, for coming on and talking about your experience today. You're welcome. I'm sure I shall think of other little things from the weekend after this. But yeah, as I say, it, it was great. And hats off to Jay for pulling it off. You know, I'm very, very grateful. Mm-hmm. 